Welcome to If This Bar Could Talk, a podcast about bartenders and the stories they have to tell, as well as the storied history of cocktails, spirits, and bars. I'm Blair Beavers, and here's your host, Leanne Sims. Welcome, listeners. We are here at the beautiful Joseph Hotel in the Short North Arts District of Columbus, Ohio, speaking with Billy Fury, bartender at the Soul Bar inside the Joseph Hotel. Welcome to the podcast, Billy. Hi. Thanks. It's great to have you. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. So uh, tell me first, how long have you been a bartender? Um, so my bartending career has been neither linear nor consecutive. <laughs> um, I would say I started bartending um, actually in my sorority house my freshman, sophomore year of college. I built a bar inside of our sorority house and um, just became the barmaid. Um, and, and the uh, favorite sister. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, or least favorite, depending on what shot you got out of the lineup. <laughs> Yeah, and then I started um, serving like jello shots and shots at a local dive bar at my college town um, and stopped for a little while, uh, came back and bartended at Wedgwood uh, and ultimately became a bar manager there for their satellite bars in the summer um, and then decided it was something that I really enjoyed doing. So I was a bar back here at the Joseph for about a year before I took a full-time bartending position and have really been enjoying it since. So I've really only been here bartending since I would say August of this year. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So have you learned a lot here? A ton. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know Kyle, and he's um, a fantastic resource for anybody that's interested in knowledge, anything, like any type of knowledge surrounding a bar. So he has been a huge asset to learn under. Uh, And then we also had Dave, obviously, who was a great bar manager and was very knowledgeable and informative and helpful in teaching me the ropes, which was great. So that's Kyle Strategier, who also develops all the cocktail recipes for OHLQ.com. People want to find some cool recipes. Yeah, he is great with recipe development. He, Dave, and um, one of our previous bartenders, Trey, were just like the triad. I would all the time shoot Trey text messages with cocktail inspiration that I didn't necessarily have the technical background to bring to life and he, Dave and Kyle would just rock it out until they had uh, like a real construct for me to work off of and that has been uh, really great in terms of giving me direction for taking my ideas and you know new cocktail recipes uh, into the real world for sure. So how do you develop your cocktail recipes? It's really just, yeah, taking one brainstormed idea and putting feelers out to people that I think might be interested or excited by the idea, um, getting feedback and rolling with that. I like to try to come up with ideas that can be taken multiple different directions just to leave myself room to fail because I do that a lot right now which is okay (laughs) but I think that you know you have to fail a lot to succeed and so a lot of it comes from just trial and error really just doing a hundred iterations of the same thing until something works out best way to learn absolutely oh yeah especially with like technique I did not realize that bartending craft cocktails was so much about the chemistry of cooking and the technique in how you bring a cocktail's ingredients together and it's been 
really enlightening to see uh, what goes on behind the scenes for that process. What's so fascinating to me is that, that it's, it's so technical, um, but also to think about a lot of the techniques that you're using today and the things that are coming back are actually from the 1800s, oh, like yeah. the fat washing <laughs> and all that. I mean, Absolutely. that's very old, and um, we're just bringing it back now, which I, I think I find fascinating. I love it. That's a technique I never thought was something I was going to be interested in. But oh my goodness, it's so cool. But speaking of that, the last time we were at the bar with you, you introduced us to something that you were testing and fat washing. And describe that. What what were you doing? Yeah, um, I actually, this is a wild story. Had a regular of mine come into the bar and we were just chatting about cocktails. He travels very often for work and loves to go to extraneous bars, um, unique spaces, and try out cocktails, craft cocktails. And he was telling me about a bar that had washed a Campari with prosciutto fat. And I was like, that sounds disgusting, but I like the idea of fat washing with prosciutto. Um, So I took a pretty smoky mezcal and, uh, you know, vacuum sealed it in uh, with some prosciutto and some rosemary uh, sous vide it for about two hours and at the end had this Thanksgiving ham tasting prosciutto rosemary washed mezcal, which is delicious. It, and really it is excited. delicious. That was such a unique flavor. I yeah, we can vouch. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. I also had fat washed uh, rye whiskey, a white rye from Middle West Spirits, our local distiller here. Um, with some bacon fat and was test driving a gluten-free BLT old-fashioned with some tomato basil simple syrup that I've been working on a couple different iterations of. Um, And it's a clear old-fashioned. It's completely clear, which is pretty crazy to me. It's got no color in it, so it doesn't look like a traditional old-fashioned. It looks like a glass of slightly yellowed tonic water. And it's a really funky flavor profile. I'm just going to keep workshopping it until it works. Um, yes. It's just a really, really interesting technique, definitely, that I've found to add flavor to cocktails and add that smoked component, which sometimes I feel like we miss out on here at Seoul. So is mez- Mezcal your liquor of choice to work with right now, or is there something else? I've never worked with Mezcal before. <laughs> I've done a Mezcal old-fashioned. Um, and a couple of different Mezcal cocktails. We have a couple of Mezcal drinkers that come into the bar pretty regularly. But um, I have honestly never tried to build a Mezcal cocktail before this. It was just something that I thought the flavor profile would work best with in terms of the ingredients that I wanted to put with it. So, What do you prefer to work with? Do you have a preference of spirit? I don't think that I can confidently say I have a preference yet. I think that... Um, what appeals to me about everyone is that it has just both like clear uses and also that opportunity to find a new a new variation a new twist on it I know I get into this I don't want to call it an argument disagreement a lot with a lot of my friends that are also uh, bartenders in the area like I think that there's still classic cocktails to be made and you know, I just want to try and figure out what that build is going to look like. I totally agree, and I hope you're the one that comes up with it. <laughs> like, there's got to be something. Every All the bartenders say, oh, everything is based on, you know, like, 
four mm. recipes, but there's gotta be something new. There's gotta be something well, new. And everything can be like everything else, right? And there's still room for it to be different. Yeah. Sure. And I like that. That space is what I'm trying to really maximize is how can I make this different? Uh, and I think coming at it with new eyes helps a lot, right? I'm not, I haven't been in this industry for 10 years, so I really am trying to not let that old age view of looking at, at, at the creative process in bartending affect the way that I want to take my approach uh, with it. Well, I'm, I'm your biggest cheerleader because <laughs> wouldn't it be cool to 100 years from now, people are like, yeah, we're making this drink. It was developed by Billy Fury back yeah. in 2023. <laughs> right, and they'll have the same cloudy historical knowledge <laughs> of how this cocktail came to be that every other classic cocktail in the world has. Shrouded in mystery. That's right. That's part of it. I really think a lot of it is because when you work in this industry and you get bit by that creative bug, I struggle really hard to write things down. I was really consoled by the fact that the Apollo missions, we have no written record of what those engineers did on that project to make it actually fly. We had to completely start from scratch when we went to space for the second time because no one wrote anything down. They were all way too excited by what they were doing. Um, and that's kind of what I'm trying to go with here is just give myself a little mad science lab to keep working with and seeing uh, where that goes. Very fun. I like it. It's yeah. a good approach. For sure. So do you use any type of reference materials? Like, what are they? Whatever Kyle sends me. <laughs> um, usually, yeah, when I get an idea, I, I just I know that I'm not at a point where I necessarily have the best grasp on all of the resources out there for where to start. And so I'll usually reach out to Kyle or Dave or Trey um, or Seth or someone else on the team that I think might have knowledge or another bartender in the area that I think might have done um, something similar before and just be like, hey, this is kind of what I'm going for. Do you have any idea on where I'd start with that? Uh, and then whatever they send me, I just doctor the crap out of until I like it. So <laughs> that's, that's that process in a nutshell for me at the moment. Yeah. And I, I love that Kyle, or whoever it is that decides, I assume Kyle, gives you that space, gives everyone on the team that space to be creative, to come up with new ideas, to test things out. Yeah, absolutely. Get it out of your head and try it. Yeah, so paint a picture for that process. So I know you guys change out your menu pretty much seasonally. So do you guys all come to the table with the recipe, or how does that work? Oh, no, we're never all free at the same time to sit down together. Uh, I wish that's how it worked. Um, it's kind of different every time, and I definitely think that I'm not sure if it's by design or serendipity, but I think we've had a different process every single time we've come up with a new menu here. So the last time it was really just Seth spearheading it because unfortunately Seth was pretty much the solo bartender here for um, a month or two, I think, um, while that menu was being created. Um, and so Seth really took that on his shoulders and I think obviously with the assist of Kyle came up with the majority of the cocktails on that menu. I was working on two or three, um, two of which just weren't ready by the time it was uh, menu rollout day. My Sesame Old Fashioned was the only cocktail that I had fully prepared and ready to go uh, at that point. So really, I think the bulk of those seven drinks were Seth. 
Yeah, and that was, I think, a lot of different ideas that ultimately just came to fruition out of necessity, um, which was really, really cool to see Seth take that creative freedom and go so many different directions with it. It's also a very vodka-heavy menu, which I don't think that we've had here at the Joseph before, um, and that kind of made it interesting to me just because I think a lot of craft cocktail drinkers think of enjoying craft cocktails as being required to like the heavy stuff and mm-hmm. that's not what co- craft cocktailing is about it's about finding something you like that fits into that realm of being curated for you the drinker and so I think it was really cool that Seth took that initiative and really went for it um, and Kyle didn't say no because yeah. he never does <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we actually were sitting next to someone at the bar just now and they they had your sesame uh, old-fashioned and they seemed to really enjoy it. They were asking questions about it and stuff. So that's always fun when people enjoy something so much that they're curious enough to ask. Or hate it so much that they're curious (laughs) curious enough to ask, right? I'm fine with either reaction. I just want a reaction. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever had uh, someone drink taste your cocktail and go oh the very first time that we ever did um a menu refresh while I was on the team actually was yeah was one of those experiences (laughs) Dave our old bar manager came down to the bar while Seth Trey Sydney and I were all working and just said all right make me a non-alcoholic cocktail and Kyle was obviously there with him as well make me a non-alcoholic cocktail um didn't really give us any other parameters. Uh, I used what I thought was pineapple juice. Wasn't. Was definitely not pineapple juice. (laughs) And uh, it was a terrible cocktail. I made a really, truly terrible cocktail and was just like, we only have five minutes to do this, so I'm gonna put it up on the rail for them to try, but it's bad. Um, And it was very bad, yeah. (laughs) I think I used Sipsmith non-alcoholic gin. um, A ton of lemon juice way too much lemon juice mm. and um some soda water a couple of other things it, it was just not good wasn't pineapple juice w- lemon juice oh, lemon fine. juice in the proportion of pineapple juice which is not how you want to take lemon juice to the face <laughs> it was it was pretty yucky so yeah that was a pretty miserable fail and that was the first time that i presented a cocktail to dave and kyle and i was just like oops <laughs> so was his Lesson numero uno, straw tasted before you give it to the yeah, customer. Yep, that was lesson number one. <laughs> I was like, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'll definitely do that next yeah. time. Um, and I haven't served a cocktail since that somebody has rejected outright, so I'll take that as a win. That's always good. Yeah, it's the lessons that stick with you that you don't have to learn again. So <laughs> now I straw taste everything. So what is your favorite part of being a bartender? The people. For sure. The fact that it doesn't feel like a job. I, My work is to come hang out where people come hang out after they're off work. And I think that that really is a privilege. I try to take every day with that knowledge. Um, there's definitely a lot of times walking into work that I'll see somebody working over at the Guildhouse or somebody coming in here. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm really glad that I'm not a server. I'm really glad that I'm not a desk jockey. Really glad that I'm not a front desk attendant or a room attendant. I'm glad I'm a bartender. And that feels really nice to be able to say about your job. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I definitely feel really honored and privileged in that way. Highs and lows. (laughs) Some days I'm like, I need to get out of this industry just as fast as I 
joined it, but it's definitely something that I really enjoy the creative process of. I really love the people. I like getting to know our guests, the regulars and the one-timers. I like getting to ask questions and answer questions, whether that be related to our menu or not. And I really enjoy the fact that I don't take my work home with me. I feel um, inspired by my work, not burdened by it. If I'm up late working on a cocktail recipe, it's because I want to, not because I feel like I have to. So, Paint a broad picture of what it looks like, what the day looks like or the evening looks like when you think you don't want to be in this industry anymore. Is it because <laughs> of difficult customers or standing on your feet for so long? What is it? Sometimes it's because somebody didn't double line a trash can. I mean, it really <laughs> just depends. Um, I think it's usually a straw that breaks the camel's back sort of a situation more so than it is uh, feeling overwhelmed. It's just that one small thing that you're like, this wouldn't happen if I had a normal job. Uh, you know, like uh, working the holidays or um, maybe not having a set regular schedule like all of your 9 to 5 friends have not being able to go to a concert because it's last minute and you have to work that evening or uh, having the magic of a bar, you know, sort of fall out of place for you because you see the different red flags that only an industry worker is going to see. It's just like silly stuff that really gets to you, I think. Definitely there are guests that make me, you know, a little bit more frustrated uh, than I'd like to be at work, but it's also just one of those things where they're out to have a good time, and I can be here to have a good time, or I can be here to have a bad time, and I just, it usually doesn't bother me that much. Let it roll off your back. Yeah, absolutely. What is your degree in? Uh, my degree is in environmental science and sustainable management, and I'm uh, currently in school pursuing a master's in finance. But you want to continue on with your bartending career. I love it, yeah. I'm going to keep doing this for a while, for sure. Yeah, Awesome. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, do you have any stories that you want to share with us? We definitely have our fair share of characters at the bar, though, and I mean that with the utmost love in my heart. We have a number of really awesome regulars uh, that come in and support us all the time. We'll bring us holiday treats on the holidays. Um, it's really, really cool to see people that you wouldn't otherwise you know, intersect with, get to really connect with you over a drink. And I think that's the best part about working at a craft cocktail bar is that I actually get to have the time and the energy to put into, you know, having those interactions with guests if they so choose to put the time and energy back into having that interaction with me. So I really find it special, the, the regulars that we have, the people that visit often and stay with us, or the people from the community that come in often and enjoy a cocktail or a, or, or a dinner with us. It's just really, really cool. I remember one time, this was very recently actually, we had our live music set out on a Thursday night um, and the gentleman was so kind. There were so many people in the lobby listening to him. They usually end music at 10, but he was playing until probably 11, 11.30. I mean, he was cleaning up the same time we were cleaning up the bar. And all of these couples got up out of their seats. I forget the song that he was playing, but we're all slow dancing in our lobby. It was like 10.30 p.m. at night. It was the most gorgeous, you know, sound because that lobby has such a good echo chamber going on. Um, and all of these guests were just, you know, spontaneously dancing together. 
it was like a little party. And it was really, really cool to just get to be there to witness that moment and to get to have a hand in curating it for them. Um, it was really, really neat. Yeah. That's Those cool. moments are when I feel really, really lucky that my job is what it is. I just, I love working behind a bar and That's getting amazing. to see that. So, Billy, tell us, tell our listeners uh, when you're here, when they can find you behind the bar. Yeah. Um, my schedule's been bouncing around a little bit, but typically I'm here um, Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursday, Fridays. Uh, is when I'll be behind the bar in the evenings. Um, we typically start serving cocktails around 3 p.m. and close up uh, at 11 on weeknights and I think midnight on uh, weekends. Well, Billy, thank you so much for being our guest today. It's great to get to know you. And um, listeners, please get to the Soul Bar inside the Joseph Hotel in the Short North Arts District of Columbus, Ohio. They have amazing cocktails. They have wine. They have beer. Not so much beer but there is some oh absolutely uh and then uh and it's such a great space and great food and, and great, great art and great people great art great people yeah we're so fun and interesting <laughs> yeah come stop by Check yes out. definitely <laughs> well thanks again cheers. cheers cheers listeners please rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Seabus Craft Cocktail Tour. Visit our website at columbuscraftcocktailtour.com for cocktail tour dates, women in whiskey tastings, special events, merchandise. And if you're looking for a gift for that special person in your life, get them a gift card to our cocktail tour. Thank you to the biographer for our original music. And please remember to drink responsibly and be cocktail curious. Cheers. This has been a Last Call Productions production.